0: No Bud Dupree, he's bound for Atlanta, and no edge rushers behind T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith? Yeah, that's going to have to change. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovachevich of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this, Bud Goes to the Falcons for a year and $5 million. It turns out the Steelers only wanted Bud if he'd signed for multiple years. Bud is doing one of those prove-it type of deals. He didn't want to go for it. He's with the Falcons. He can go and prove it at age 30. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but the bottom line locally is that there still isn't a clear number three at edge rusher. And that's obviously not okay given TJ's recent injury history. Given that, how do I put this nicely? Yeah. Highsmith's 14 and a half sacks really only came about whenever TJ was on the field too and never felt all that 14 and a half ish, if you will. More help is needed there. Now, the easy answer a week and a half away from the NFL draft and the Steelers having the 17th, 32nd, and 49th picks is, well, just just get one. Just add one. And, you know, I've been saying now for a while on this show that nothing ever surprises me when it comes to Mike Tomlin and a passion for edge rushers. He's going to find a way to add to this position I believe unconditionally in this draft, whether it has to do with a need or whatever. I don't know that it'll be in the top three picks, and I don't know that this will change that, meaning Bud signing elsewhere, but I also think there might be another possibility. And hear this out before just laughing it off. DeMarvin Leal has experience at Texas A&M as an edge rusher, as an outside guy. DeMarvin Leal was utilized in that capacity, you will recall, right when TJ went down this past season. DeMarvin Leal was endorsed in that capacity by no less than Tomlin himself, who spoke glowingly not only of what Leal could bring from out there, but also of what he had done in that capacity while at Texas A&M. Now, I'm not dumb enough to try to convince anybody that someone who's 6'4", 290 is a logical fit to do that sort of thing on a full-time basis, but I'm also not new enough to, you know, the whole life and civilization thing to not think that somebody could drop a few pounds. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, respect rigor relevance that's the point park pledge you'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready relevant skills visit pointpark.edu to learn more leal is known to not have the explosive step that you'd want from somebody at edge rusher this is all stuff that you can look back at his draft bio and film and so forth, and see that that was a common view of his potential. They knew that he had done edge rushing. They saw him as a much better fit for defensive end. But what you liked about him and what Tomlin liked about him in the appearances that he had for the Steelers this past season at that position, at that specific role, was that he handled the run. He did seal the edge on the run. He actually, at times, broke through in the middle and made things happen befitting his defensive end pedigree. So if you take that and you combine it with the fact that as the third guy behind TJ and Highsmith, you're going to get something else I've been talking about for weeks here now. You're going to get only whatever it is, 25, 30 snaps per game, you're just spelling one guy or the other, that maybe it can be done. And if it involves, you know, doing some uh, educating on the fly, that's fine. So be it. I'll repeat that he was entrusted to do this in NFL games, in NFL stadiums by a longtime NFL head coach. So it's not like they think it can't happen. And if it were to happen, boy, you know, I, I wish in talking about Leal that I I wish that there was more of a body of work from which uh, all of us could comment and speculate as to what his future is at defensive end. I've mentioned him occasionally on this program as a potential starter on the defensive line. And I, oh, man, the blowback that I get. From some listeners is, is, is kind of nasty. Like, no way, man. There's no, this guy's not gonna. Look, this was not a low round, late pick in his draft class. This was someone who was supposed to be on the field starting, you know, kind of like right now. It's a third round pick, you know, who, by the way, had eight and a half sacks in his last full college season. So he got back there. Part of me wants to say that. Well, they they had to bring back Larry Ogunjobi, and they have to keep looking at defensive line guys. We can agree on that, right? In fact, I am still insisting that if everything else was equal, next Thursday night at number 17 overall, you'd hear a defensive lineman's name being called. Okay? Well, if that happens, then there's no way... To not interpret that as being some sort of feeling on the Steelers' part as to what they have in Leal, because if they saw him as being just some big key centerpiece of the future defensive line, you know, I'm not sure that you're paying Larry O all those bucks. I'm definitely not thinking that you'd be paying as much attention as the Steelers' evaluators very clearly have. At pro days and combines and so forth to defensive linemen. So just throwing this out there, that's all. Just rolling it in your direction. You take it wherever it is that you want. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg Garbett, Kelly and George, LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or need help with workers comp or medical malpractice when the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise they keep it they've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years LGKG has been AV rated the highest rating a law firm can receive and they've been designated super lawyers that's actually a thing for over 15 years it's a rare combination LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler and Elwood City more about them by visiting LGKG.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. Today's J1Q comes from Trey who says, DK, I agree with a lot of what you say on your podcast. The only spot you haven't been mentioning that I feel the Steelers could possibly upgrade is center. There are several mid-round guys that could maybe be a starter for the team in the near future. Guys like Joe Tipman from Wisconsin, Ricky Stromberg from Arkansas, Ole Oluwattimi from Michigan, and a, a few very talented centers that don't even have to start from day one, but they could push Mason Cole and be solid backups should he miss any time. Trey, you are not the only one who has expressed something to this effect in communicating with me, there's some kind of a, I don't know if it's a minority or majority or whatever, but an undercurrent that center still is a position that needs to be taken to some other level. And I understand that if you go back to last summer, When Cole and James Daniels came in rapid succession in free agency and it was like, oh, the first thought was, wow, thank God, no more Kendrick Green at center. Okay, that's great. Good start. Subtracting Green. Awesome. And then it was like, which guy is actually going to be the center? When I asked Mike Tomlin about it, at the time he played kind of coy with it. We'll see how it goes in Latrobe. Then it became very clear and very quickly once they actually stepped onto the grass on the south side for OTAs that it was going to be Cole. And Cole took the position by force. Okay? He really, really wanted it. I don't know that Daniels did. Okay? So start with that. You have to have somebody that wants to do it. And Cole not only did that, but also did it really well. But also, then after that, I thought he had an almost Pro Bowl level performance over the course of the season. So I am legit surprised by anyone saying, wow, we need to get ourselves a center. Maybe it's because of the impression that everyone got that when They added both of these guys that they actually didn't get any center when they added two. Maybe it's because of the Pittsburgh thing where just because this is the town where it was for a zillion years, uh, Mike Webster, then Dermani Dawson, then Marquise Pouncey. And there, there had to be this phenomenal lineage at the position carried into eternity. Um. No, no, it it doesn't have to be the case. If you have found yourself a good NFL center, and I can't imagine that anybody thinks that Cole isn't that after last season, then it doesn't matter what his longevity is or whether he's Canton bound or for that matter, even how much he's costing you because he's not costing you too much. And that's good. That's good. You want that. You want to be able to spend or invest your cap space in players, you know, the skill positions. You want to be able to go and be a bidder for a big-time wide receiver or keep somebody that you've already got once they reach free agency years. I have... Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have this reaction to pretty much anybody who questions Cole. I, I just really, really thought he was a very pleasant and positive surprise from last season. But hey, everyone's entitled to, to feel as they want. I'm not about to be it. little lit. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. And we will do another one of these tomorrow.